Hello? You're listening to Singled Out with Gabrielle Denise. Hola, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Singled Out. Today is actually a change of plans because exactly one month ago, I said this in an episode. Tune in on September 7th to hear part two of this episode while I will answer more Google questions about singleness. However, now that we've gotten into September, it is Suicide Awareness Month, and it is so important to me that we address this subject, so I'll be moving that episode to next week, so make sure that you guys tune in. Anyway, this week, we're going to have Michelle Anderson in the studio from JJ's Hello, and this episode is just such a pleasure to listen to. I do want to add a little warning, though, that if you've ever experienced suicidal ideations, that you consult a counselor or a trusted friend and maybe watch this or listen to this episode with them because it might be a little bit triggering. Anyway, before we get started, let's say our prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for watching over us and protecting us this week. And I pray, Lord, that as people listen to this episode of Singled Out, that it would accomplish the purpose that you want to accomplish and that people would be touched by it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, let's get to today's moment of inspiration. So today's moment of inspiration comes from Habakkuk 319, which says, The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. This verse has really stuck out to me this week because for those of you guys who don't know, deer have really strong hind feet. And it is the one thing that allows them to go upon those like high mountain hills and like not fall off and give them really good grip. And sometimes as Christians, I know it can be difficult because we feel like we don't have the tools that we need to succeed. Like we might feel like we're supposed to be speaking to audiences of thousands of people and yet we have horrible stage fright. But the truth is that as we walk along, God will always equip us with the things that we need. And I've seen many times in my life where I've needed money for something and God has really come through. You just have to wait on him and pray and he will give you everything that you need to accomplish the goals and plans that he has set out for you. Anyway, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to have Michelle Anderson in the studio. So please stay tuned. Hola, everyone. My name is Gabrielle Denise, and I'm the host of Singled Out, one of the only radio shows in Atlanta targeted to youth. As part of the ministry of my show, I try my best to make the show accessible. No guests are ever charged to appear on the show. However, running this show requires funds, and even though I know that God will provide, I need your help. If you have heard even one thing on Singled Out that has changed your thought process or spoke to your spirit, I would love it if you would sow a seed into the show this September. I am trying to raise $3,000, which would cover the next year of Singled Out's fees and help us to keep telling stories that matter. You can donate by texting STORIES to 53555, or you can securely donate it by visiting PositivelyGabrielleRice.com slash the dash radio dash show you have until september 30th to give thank you so much for listening and for supporting a show that helps to keep youth moving in this crazy crazy world and be a light into the next generation 
I'll see you on Thursday at 10.30 a.m. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Singled Out. I'm your host, Gabrielle Denise, and I'm so pleased because today I have the honor of speaking with Michelle Anderson. She is the leader and founder of JJ's Hello, which is a youth mental health and suicide prevention awareness foundation. Michelle, it's such an honor to have you in the studio today with us. It's such an honor to be here, and I'm glad you asked us to be here. Thank you. Yes, no problem. Um, So my first question is, what inspired you to create or found JJ's Hello? What what made us want to really put this foundation together was the fact that we had lost our 12-year-old son. Um, It's now been seven and a half years since we've lost him. Wow. Um, Yeah, we lost him to suicide. He was a really good person had a really good heart and he was always trying to give and so we wanted something that would help us to keep him in our hearts and to keep him you know other people knowing about him and remembering him right Uh, so during the process of losing our son we had no resources um we had nowhere to turn during that time Mm-hmm. Um, seven years ago, this is something that was kind of still a little unheard of. Right. And so we had no help with how to cope, how to deal. We had no information on what the signs and um, things that would let you know that your child was kind of dealing with a little bit of depression right. or um, suicidal tendencies. So we decided after learning as we we were going along to go ahead and be able to help other parents if they were going through this and to let them know that there is help now. Mm-hmm. And so we, on our, on our website, we have all that information that kind of helps, but we were pretty lost, not only after losing our son, which right. is like the worst day ever. Exactly. Um, we had no information on where to turn, where to get help, who could help us, um, And along with his siblings, you know, they needed a lot of support and help as well. And we didn't know how to give it to them in our time of grief as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love that. And I think it's so important um, because I know personally I've had a couple of um, losses to suicide. And even though they weren't in my family, um, I think it's so important that we talk about what happens afterwards because the survivors they need resources they need help and i'm just so glad for this age of social media um where they're bringing more awareness to mental health and about like connecting people together with places they can find help you know right right Okay, um, so my second question is, what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is maybe struggling with their mental health? I would definitely tell them, and I've had this experience myself, mm-hmm. so I know that a lot of things that have helped me was being able to talk about it right. and actually letting people know how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so, um, it's such a serious matter right now that we find ways to hide it and we have ways that we deal with it without letting other people see. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people say that, you know, Hey, you know, you're a really strong woman and you're, you know, how can you hold hold all the stuff that you're doing and just carry it? Well, that's my front. That's my front. 
because behind, I'm still struggling with the loss of my son. Right. Every day I think of him, um, I'm dealing with, you know, now we have an autistic son. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of stuff that's going on. And it's really hard because, I mean, yeah, we get counseling. We have counselors, psychiatrists, but they don't always ask the right questions. either. Yeah. So I think it's important that you find that one person that you could really confide in mm-hmm. and let them know what you're feeling, how you're feeling, and, you know, let them know how they can help you. Right, exactly. And one thing I do notice, especially with um, black women, um, is that we are often called very strong, but sometimes, like, we're the ones that will be struggling the most, and that's my crutch, personally, is, like, I feel like sometimes I can be too too strong and not really open up to people until, like, I'm at a brink of, like, a breaking point. And, you know, I think it's really important for us to learn how to find, like you said, that one person that we feel safe opening up to, you know? Right. And see, like with me, I'm that type of person that I'm not going to tell you I need help. I'm not going to tell you that I want you to help me. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I get the, you know, you're a strong black woman. And in our heads, that's what we have. Right. We're strong black women. Mm -hmm. We can't have other people help us. But one of the things that I've noticed is that when people come to me and they say, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Are you doing all right? And the minute they touch me after they say that, I break down. Me too. I start crying. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. Why am I crying? I'm not supposed to be doing this. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, it's like you you get that, that touch. Mm-hmm. That, that's how you know that they genuinely care about you right? and it makes you break down. Exactly. Right. And that's the thing too, is like sometimes if somebody asks me if they're, if I'm okay, I have like this moment of pause, like, okay, who is this person? Are they asking because they want to know and they care about me or are they asking to be nosy? And then are they asking if I'm okay and they just want to move on to the next subject? And in that case, I don't want to bog them down with whatever is happening. But whenever they touch like touch or me or like hug me or something like that then I know okay this person really wants to know like how am I doing and those are kind of rare for me to find actually right and that's the thing but it it doesn't matter who they are mm-hmm. the fact that even if they just want to be in your business right the fact that you've seen it there's something visually on our faces that We think we're hiding it, Mm -hmm. but somebody else sees it. So, I mean, I'm the type of person, if I see someone in the grocery store and they're looking down or they're, you know, looking away from everybody else, I will walk up to them and say, hey, how are you doing? Right. Yeah. And, you know, just start that conversation. And little do you know, they'll let you know, oh, God, I've just had a a very horrific day. This is Mm -hmm. what's happening. and. I'm a complete stranger to this person and they're right. telling me exactly how they feel. And that's like, that's why our motto is say hello, save a life. Oh. Because if you say hello to someone, you don't realize the world of difference you just made to them. And if there's right. somebody struggling with mental health or suicidal ideations, just you saying hi to them lets them know that they are being seen. I right. see you. Mm-hmm. You are important. I'm asking you, how are you doing? Right. Oh, I love that. Um, the say hello, save a life. Because I did. I struggled with suicidal ideations at one point. 
And that was one of my biggest things is feeling invisible and unseen. And I and I do I do say that too. Like when people say hello to me, even if it's just a random stranger, and especially if they make a joke or something like that, it can completely turn my day around in just a second. And it's so amazing how those words mean a lot, you know? Those are very powerful words. Right, exactly. That I too dealt with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And just hearing it is a very it says a lot. Right. Okay, awesome. So I guess moving on to question number three. So suicide is such a big subject that touches all age groups and genders and nationalities. Um, why did you guys choose to specifically focus on youth suicide? There were so many programs out there for um, like older people, like after college years. Right. So. Mm-hmm. It was it was really like we we started with the suicide prevention, um, the national center, and we kind of realized that nothing was really geared to us in helping us deal with the loss of our son. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think they also realized that the sacramental chapter of it realized that it's true. There's nothing out there. We don't really have information. We don't have stuff on siblings, on how siblings can help and deal with the loss of right. a loved one through suicide. So it was really, um, that was our main focus point at that time. Because shortly after we lost our son, within that year span, there was three or four other students that mm. had taken their lives that year as well. Wait, at, his, at the same school? At the same district. Oh, same district. Okay. At Elk Grove School District. Wow. So um, then the parents, you know, and the um, superintendent and his assistant, they were also sending parents, you know, like, oh, well, you know, here's another family that lost their son. Right. Maybe you guys can kind of link up. Because, again, there was no other programs out there. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people are embarrassed, yeah. um, ashamed mm-hmm. that they've lost someone um, to suicide. And the guilt of it is the part that gets me is because a lot of times they're being told, hey, you know what? Um, a lot of times they think they're helping us. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, my God, if I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. You know, my family would be so much better because my mom wouldn't be yelling at me and <laughs> right. getting off me about everything. She'd kind of be able to relax a little more. Right, exactly. You know, so mm-hmm. that's why I felt that it was a very important that we stick to the youth part. And when we say youth, we're talking, there was kids from the age of eight years old. I if know. you remember that story on Facebook. Yes, uh-huh. Eight years old all the way to through college Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of college students that were taking their lives and we had a lot of college students calling us Mm -hmm. and talking to us and we were talking and letting them know you know hey it's okay for you to feel this way and you know we get thank yous and all this stuff from Mm -hmm. them as well so it I think that was the better for us because we've actually lived through it right exactly so knowing exactly what we were going through and how we were dealing with it and what were the wrong ways to deal with it and what would make it better to deal with we felt that it was more important to stay within the youth because there still really isn't that many youth programs out there there's not no and so the importance is like you know 
obviously parents and society is still not willing to accept the fact that our youth are still taking their lives. Right. And that the depression and the mental health is really bad. I mean, it is even getting them in to see a psychiatrist or a therapist. It's hard. Um, yeah. With JJ, uh, we started noticing changes in him behavioral wise mm-hmm. in October, which was two months after he started um, school in right. middle school. Mm-hmm. And so we tried to get counseling and they were like, oh, we're four months out still. Yeah. You know? like, it's crazy. I'm telling you, my son, there's something wrong with him. And you're telling me four months for him mm-hmm. to talk to someone. Right. And so, you know, then we let him know and he calmed down and he was like, okay, mom, I'm going to do better. And he did, he did Uh really good. And then all of a sudden, December, January, he had that same behavior all over again. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, by the time we called again, again, they told us five, six months. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. You guys see the need. Right. Exactly. Lost him two months after that. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's very important that these programs be well known and well out there for right. our youth, our parents. Mm-hmm. And and I love that, too, because I do notice that with youth, um, a lot of like the older generation sometimes is like, you know, youth, you don't have anything to worry about. Um, You know, you just have to go to school. And especially when you get older, sometimes um, you can become kind of desensitized to what it's like to be a youth, especially like living in the social media age. It's a totally different thing, even from when I grew up and was a child in like elementary school, you know. And so it can be very easy to be like, you know, your child comes to you. Hey, mama, like, you know, I'm depressed to laugh it off and be like, what do you mean you're depressed? You have everything you need without realizing, like, no, it's a very different world that a lot of youth are living in these days. And that at any age you can face mental health, whether you're eight years old or whether you're going on 50, you know. Right. Right, and that's why it's important to also talk to our kids. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a major. Like, if you if your kid can't confide in you, why are they going to tell you that I'm depressed? Right. Why are they going to tell you, you know, hey, you know, I'm really thinking about not being here anymore, Mom. Mm-hmm. At the same time, as parents, and I know that we're all busy, right? We all have yeah, major things going on. But I think the number one thing in that aspect is to kind of be aware of what your kid's doing. Right. Um, Their activities, you know, and listen to what they're saying because sometimes it's in the words. It is. It's in the words. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, our last question is, do you think that it's important that youth have spaces just for them? Uh, Why or why not? I think that's kind of in the middle. Okay. Um, for the simple fact that I know that sometimes, you know, they want to be their own person. Mm-hmm. And they think they know everything, which is right. why it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of times they get lost in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel like they're invincible. Right. They feel like... Um, You can't tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, They know more than we do. Electronically, yeah, my kids know more than me. Right. But as far as 
thoughts and how society is, the society that we're living in right now, mm-hmm. I don't think having their own space is a good idea. I totally um, understand. Right. Right. So children that are dealing with mental health, I don't think they should be having their own space. But if you're a parent that's really busy and not really understanding or learning how your child is coping and dealing with the things that have taken place. I mean, COVID was a big one. Yes, it was. A lot of the kids were in their own spaces. And that is the scary part because Mm -hmm. a lot of the kids are still living from that experience. Right. So make yourself a part of that space, but still give them some space. Does that make sense? Yes. And, you know, kind of what you're going along with is I was talking with another guest about this, that when youth have their own spaces, there has to be boundaries, guidelines and a facilitator that is older than them, like possibly to look at the space and make sure that it's operating in a safe way because sometimes if you give youth just like free reign to do whatever they want with the space um they'll turn it into something that's like monstrous and ends up doing more harm than good because you know when you're a youth like you said you feel invincible and so sometimes you don't think about the consequences of what you're doing and saying and how that can affect somebody long term and especially if you're dealing with depression or anxiety or anything like that it can really change the way that you interact with people so you know those spaces can can become very combustible very fast right and that's you know that's why it's important to be a part of your youth and to be able to talk with your youth because if you don't Mm -hmm. all that you know that invincible and all of that stuff becomes heightened and very hard to really control after that fact and right when i say control i mean control your child but a controlled situation right exactly yeah it gets out of hand (laughs) very much so all right. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today. Um, would you want to let the people know how they can get in contact with the JJ's Hello Foundation, how they can support um, during this month and beyond, and um, maybe ways that they could reach out to you if needed? Yeah. So um, we are the JJ Hello Foundation. You can just Google it. It'll pop it up. Um, so one of the things that we do and I'm so grateful for people actually honoring this month and recognizing it for suicide awareness and Mm -hmm. prevention. Now, we, as a foundation, we make these mental health kits that we put into the schools. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, they're really awesome. They have a bunch of stuff in it. Um, I can send you a picture if you like. Yeah, sure. I would love to see it. um, With these mental health kits, um, the school is the one that distributes them to the students that are in need. Mm -hmm. Um, We do offer them, um, but we kind of charge. Right. But, I mean, if they talk to us and they let us know kind of what they're going through, sometimes we'll just give it away. Okay. <laughs> Depending on the you know the seriousness of it, right? Exactly. But um, in the kids, it has like little fidget things and journaling and stuff like that. So okay. um, that's a really big thing that we're doing right now, and that's what we take our donations for. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, we um, also do like 
events every now and then. Mm -hmm. But since COVID, we haven't really had one. Right. But it's just really important, especially, I mean, I don't want to say especially during this month. Yeah. But use this month mm -hmm. to talk about it, to get it out. Mm-hmm. Talk to your kids, let them know what this month is about and how other people are dealing with it. Right. Um, we have so much re um, information and resources on our website that could really help. And just little things to help parents with signs. Right. How to talk to the kids, you know, and know what's going on with them and how you can tell what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. So, um, and if you have any questions or just want to talk, we can talk too. We, right. I'm not scared. Right. <laughs> I'll talk to anybody. Right. <laughs> so it's just, you know, I just, I don't, it's, this is just awesome. And yeah. I mean, I'm just so excited that you got on and, you know, got us on there and mm -hmm. letting people know the importance of our youth. This is our future. people. Yeah, it is. This is our future, and with the stuff that's going on now, imagine what can happen more years down the line with our our kids. Right, exactly. So, you know, we're we're gonna be the elderly, and they're gonna be doing <laughs> stuff to us. Right. <laughs> I don't want to think of myself as elderly yet, but <laughs> I'll be there I in a minute, I guess. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, all right. Thank you so much for being on the show, Michelle. Um, you're welcome to come back here anytime. I always tell the guests that, like, you know, you might be on here once, but the family would love to hear from you again because it was such a pleasure. So thank you so much. You are so awesome. Thank you. And remember, say hello, save a life. Yep. Say hello, save a life guys for listening to today's episode of singled out anyway now on to my favorite segment the song of the week so today's song is by aunt clemens featuring justin timberlake and it's called better days when i found this song i was actually jogging on the trail and it's been a really hard week out here for me and this song really made me want to cry because one of the worst things when I was dealing with my suicidal ideations and everything that was going on at that time was that I felt like I was in a dark tunnel and I was never going to get out. And this song really reminded me of the fact that better days are coming even if it doesn't seem like it. And so I really just hope that this song inspires you as much as it inspires me. So, without further ado, here is Better Days by Aunt Clemens featuring Justin Timberlake. That was today's episode of Singled Out. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at singleout.underscore, where we share more stories that matter and quotes for the rest of your week. Also, make sure you visit www.positivelygabriellerice.com for more information about what is going on in this awesome community. I'll see you next week. Bye.